Yevomis Lametes. This week we, have, we are having an additional podcast on the DAF because DAF Lametes in Yevomis brings us two very important clues about the process of the formation of the Bavli. From here we can glance how the Bavli came about and therefore it's worth exploring it. The first sugya that Choyra shows us a very clear dimension and perspective on the formation of the Bavli is in Lamitesa Mudalef. In Lamitesa Mudalef, the Gemara quotes Machloik Zabai Verova how to explain our Mishnah. And the Papa says, Daike de Mastisin Kvose de Abai. The Mishnah sounds and the Diuk, the, if you read the Mishnah carefully, the precise formulation follows even though the Mishnah decides to talk about a case that the wife dies and not Mechaim, still it appears to be like Abaye. And the Gemara concludes, and there is nothing more to say concerning this matter. In other words, there is a very conclusive way. And it's very unique. What does that mean? But what it means is what Toys was already quotes, that he passes like Abaye precisely because of Papa, which is Abasro, which is later than Abaye and Rova. Koi brought a raya or read the Mishnah, that the Mishnah read smoothly more according to Abaye, and therefore Kai Now, this is very important. Why? Because we know that the standard klal has always been b'shem agyoinim, that ain halocha ketalmid b'mokom rav. The halocha never follows a talmid against his rabbi. And this is actually quoted in Seder Tanoim Vamuroim. Seder Tanoim Vamuroim says clearly in Yad Malachi, ain halocha ketalmid b'mokom rav. But that klal changes from a baiver of on. From a baiver of on, not only did Aloha could be like the Talmud, but the Aloha follows the Talmud because then becomes the standard klal of Ilchas Akebasroi. The Aloha follow the later generations. Rav Pop is a Talmud of Rova, so by him the klal had switched. And this is a time when we follow the Talmud against the Rebbe, and this is the, precisely the case. Rav Popa goes against Rava and Pasuk like Abayi. And the stomach of says, Vesula now we are going to follow Rav Popa, not Rava. Now the question that needs to be asked is simple. Why is the concept changed of, in the changes by Abayi Verova to Lukasek Basro, it goes 180 degrees opposite. What happened with the time of Verova? To understand this, I think it's important to have a perspective in the formation of the Bavli. Rabbi Tzchok Levi, in his Doris Arishonim, says a concept and an idea, which in my upcoming book I show that this is proven from so many ways, is that by the time of Bavarova, there was a fundamental change in the learning and the transmission of the Moraic statements. Up to a Bavarova, Damoroim learned in, own, in their own disciple circles. Every Amora had his own Talmidim, and each yeshiva was separate. Rav, Shmur, Rav Yudah. And also the way how the teachings of Damoroim were kept, they were kept by their Talmidim. I always 
brought a riot because you see that, right? You see that there is such a thing called double attribution. Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav, is Rav Yehuda said that Rav said. What does that mean? It means that Rav Yehuda transmits the teaching of Rav. The Hainu Rav gave over his traditions, his rulings in his Bismarck to Rav Yehuda, his Talmud, which carried on the traditions. This was up to Abai Verova. Abai Verova are the creators of Talmud Bavli. The uniqueness of Talmud Bavli is that you don't have separate Amoraim. All the Amoraim get together into a collective discourse. We see that what's unique about the Gemara is that the Amoraim talk to each other. And every there was no unique Sefer or unique Yeshiva. It's a conversation between all the Amoraim. It's a collective discourse. That Hiddush of the collective discourse is Abai Verova, and that's Talmud Bavli, which meant that from now on, the traditions and the rulings of the Moraim were not kept by the Talmudim, were kept in the yeshiva by the actual Tanaim. Tanaim were repeaters of the yeshiva. They were the human tape recorders. Tanaim, in the time of the Moraim, meant the people in the yeshiva that transmitted the rulings of the Tanaim and the Amoroim. They created this composite, this collective teachings, this collective body of knowledge that became the Bavli. So therefore, the Marik explains, it makes a lot of sense if that is the case, even though the Marik doesn't quote Rabbi Tzokazikalevi, he doesn't talk about the change, but he explains the ruling of Ilkhas Basroi is because Ilkhas Basroi means that the people in later generations had more knowledge and had more teachings and more rulings than the generation before. According to Kalevi, this makes a lot of sense. In the times of the earlier Amoraim, each Talmud had his own rabbi. So the rabbi was always greater than the Talmud. From Abai Verova, there's no individual rabbi. The rabbi is a collection of all the Amoraic teachings and all the Moraic learning. And as the generations grew, that body of knowledge grew more. So the Rebbe became more. So what happened was that until Abai Verova, you're never bigger than your Rebbe. Mashenk and have time to Abai Verova, you could be bigger because you knew more. There were more teachings. Your Rebbe, quote unquote, your synthetic Rebbe, your institutional Rebbe was bigger. And therefore there was this transition that happened at that moment. In my upcoming book, I bring a riot to this. It's very clear. We need Omar of Yudomarav. This double attribution is very common in the Bavli, much more common than Mishmei. But interestingly enough, this only goes to Abai Verova. There is not one case after Abai Verova using Omar Omar. And the reason is because after Abai Verova, the rabbi's teachings were kept by the Talmudim. Masha'enke, from then on, it was an institutional keeping an institutional record of the Moroyan teachings, and they were kept together in a conversation by the Tanoim. That's why there's no double attribution. Here is our sugi that says that Rav Popa is a Talmud of Rova, Paskins the Aloha like Abaye, and we follow him. And they go in him in the stomach of the Vesu Loimidi. This is a great contribution of Yitzchok Kazikalevi explaining the process of the formation of the Bavli that Abai Verov were the founders, the creators of Talmud Bavli. And here in the Sugya, the Choyra, it shows clearly that on that theory he was right. But if you go back now to Lamed to our Sugya, 
in Daflametes Amud Beis, one of his other theories is disproven. His theory about the formation of the Bavli, that when the Gemara talks about Ravashi being the Sofhoiro, it means that it was the end of the Bavli. Now, he quotes himself, the Gezer of Shiragoyen, and the Gemara says that Ravashi is Sofhoiro. It doesn't mean Ravashi, it means Ravashi is court, Ravashi is Bezdin which means the last person of that Bezdin, which was Ravina Baravuna in the beginning of the 6th century. He is the end of the Bavli. Now, Rabbi Zekokai has this idea that the Bavli was concluded, was sealed, was finished, was terminated. There was an end to the Bavli, and from then on, nothing was added. From our Sugia and from our Daf, in the Flamitesimut base, we see one of the great contradictions to his theory. So the Adamic Gmarnlam Testament base quotes the Gita de Chalitza, the document of Chalitza, that says that it states that we identified the Yovam, right? The Allah is Ishmo Doinho. And the Gmar quotes a Machloik, explicitly by Ravacha and Ravina. There is a discussion between Ravacha and Ravina. How do you get to know? You get to know it through Adim or even a core, even a relative is enough. But this machloket is commonly brought in Shas of an indeterminate machloket between Ravacha and Ravina. It's unclear who says what. Ravacha and Ravina argue, but we don't know who says what. Because by the time he came to the Bavli, it was unclear anymore who, what was the opinion of Ravina and what was the opinion of Ravacha. Now, what Ravina are we talking about? So, if we look at it, Reb Shimon Kaira in Alochus Gdoilis says clearly this is the last Ravina of Shas. This is Ravina Baravun of the 6th century, the last of the Amoroim of the Shas. And the same thing the Ramban here in Yevomis in Sefer Aschus says the same. So, this is Ravina Baravun of the 6th century, the last of the Amoroim of Shas. One second, if that's on the last of Amoroim of Shas, how is it possible that when his machloket is quoted in the Gemara, we don't know what he says? If according, if Rabbi Yitzchok Levi in the Yisrael Shoyni was right, that at the time of Ravina Baravuna, there was the sealing and the closing of the Bavli, and nothing came afterwards, how is it possible that we have in the Bavli machloket Ravina, that Ravina, according to Shimon Kaira, and according to the Ramban, is the last Ravina. There is a Machloikis quoting him that we don't know what he really said. Clearly, the Bavli was still open, even though the rulings of the Amoroim stopped by Ravina by the end of the Bezdin of Ravashi, and Ravashi constructed a proto Talmud, but it was open. The Geonim constantly brought into the Bavli any Amoroim rulings that were out there, that for some reason had not been included in the Bavli. These several machloikesin, the several arguments between Ravach and Ravina that remained throughout, and they were not included by Ravashi, when they were found, they were brought into the Bavli, and they were brought into the Bavli indeterminate, because by then we didn't know who said what. So this stuff is unique by the fact that on Amud Aleph, we have a clear demonstration of Rabbisko Levi's process of the formation of the Bavli, which is proven 
and is right, which is that Abai Verova transformed the Amoraic learning into the Bavli. But at the same time, there is a very strong contradiction. His theory that Ravashi's Bezdin with Ravina Baravuna concluded and sealed the Bavli, the Choyra appears to be contradicted from the sources. And one of the places is Bachroik's Ravina, which is indeterminate in Lamethes, not the base.